Hey there, everyone. Before the episode gets started, I do want to say that this is the season finale. We're going to take a small break because I'm still in the middle of my semester and I have to do some hot boy studying because I'm hot boy losing it. (laughs) But I do want to thank you all for rocking with us this long. This show has waxed and waned a lot. We're always evolving and getting better. I just want to thank you for being here with us. All you OG baddies out there, with us since day one, all you newcomers, we would not be able to be where we are today without you all. So thank you so much from the bottom of my cart. And enjoy the show. Enjoy the music. It will be by our residential spooky boy. Robert is in a band called Freddy Versus, and they fucking slap. So make sure you check them out. And this episode also features a voice from my spooky fairy godmother, Nina, who is an amazing horror author with a beautiful voice. And please check out her podcast that just came out if you enjoy her voice, which you will. Again, thank you so much. We love you. Pieces. Kisses from the homies. Christmas is a joyful event, and that is exactly how this story starts. Joy and happiness. William Wallace started his morning with the cheerful screams of his stepdaughters of the ages eight and three, who ran down the stairs straight to the Christmas tree. The older one spots their mother sitting on the edge of the sofa with sunglasses on. She touches her hand, which, to her surprise, is abnormally cold. William picks up her hand and asks her to open the presents resting under the tree. In no time, both open their gifts and show them to their mother, who gives absolutely no response. The first few times this happened, The daughters ignored it due to the excitement of new gifts. But once it repeated over again, the older daughter heads over and holds her mother's hand. Mom, Mom, look at all these gifts. Mommy, why aren't you answering me? Mommy? She is interrupted by a loud scream from her stepfather. Get away from her. What did I tell you? She confidently stands up to him and asks why her mother isn't responding to her. Mom, ruined Christmas. She got drunk and ruined Christmas. She was not satisfied with the answer and cross-questioned him. What happened last night? What did you do to her? What happened last night? His stepdaughter didn't get an answer, but you all surely will hear what a tragic event occurred on Christmas Eve, 2011. This is the tale of Zizeli Pearson, an aspiring domestic violence counselor who was tragically murdered by her husband, William Wallace. William Wallace killed her, a 26-year-old mother of three, in what was a culmination of years of domestic abuse that ended tragically. And 
I hope that this story not only gets her story out there, but also can shine extra light on how horrible DV is and how people who suffer from DV need all the help and support they can get to get out of these situations and how we as people on earth and people who are true crime fans should be more aware of what someone is going through you know ask questions sometimes it's okay to be a little nosy especially if your spidey senses are tangling because you really never know how bad something is until something bad happens Zazeli lay on the floor of the nursery of her seven-week-old newborn son, trying to sleep. But how could she? These nightmares repeatedly woke her up every night. It included her being dragged by her hair across her lounge and always ended with a glass shatter. She read the clock. 3.48 a.m. She tried to close her eyes and forget it. Happy things, Zazel. Think about happy things. She whispered to herself. You're about to graduate from Cypress College in a few weeks, just like you always wanted. A counselor. It's gonna come true. It's gonna happen. The insurance she gave herself was interrupted when her baby started crying. Knowing her husband hates it when the sleep is disturbed and taking it on herself, Zelia rushed herself to the crib and picked up the baby. Shh. We don't want to wake your dad. Shh. We don't want any problems tonight. The baby needs changing, contemplating every possible situation while simultaneously rocking her baby back and forth, Zazeli circles the nursery countless times. Any solution that doesn't involve wake up her husband was preferable. 35 minutes pass from the first sob of the newborn baby, and Zazeli is now successfully a bundle of nerves. All the other solutions she's narrowed down had their limitations. Only after she reaches for the diaper bag, she realizes that they had run out of them. She knew she had to make her way to William's bedroom to ask him. The mere thought of waking him up made her sick to her stomach. She recalled the last time William's sleep was disturbed. Three months prior, actually, when they shared a bedroom. Zelie was pregnant at the time and was shifting side to side as she experienced agonizing cramps in her belly. She bit her hand to not let out a scream. Despite her many efforts, she woke William up by accidentally kicking him as the pain grew. She closed her eyes and turned her face away from him, hoping that would help avoid what she knew would happen next. William got up and turned her around by her neck. With Zazelle's heart in her mouth, she lets out a single yelp. Zazelle, who is now out of breath and shaking violently, closes her eyes almost as if she has made a peace with her fate. This only infuriated William. He releases her neck and gets up. Zazel opened her eyes one after the other, only to find William's face buried in the closet, which slowly turned back. She recognizes the look on his face, and her suspicions are confirmed as she spots a belt in his rigid hands and aims for her legs. A sudden ache in her thighs brings her back to the just-as-terrible reality. She looked down on her baby and planted a gentle peck on his forehead. 
Zazel ran her fingers along his smooth cheeks and nose that had now turned slightly red. The baby is now only whimpering. And just as Azel is about to let out a sigh of relief, the screeching restarts, much louder than before. She repeated as she let out a single tear that landed on the baby's cheeks. She sighs and places the baby into his crib carefully. She got out of the nursery and eyed the door to his bedroom. She steps forward, but uncontrollably she turns and finds herself entering the bedroom of her two daughters. They were from her previous marriage, and she knew they would never find a father in William. Ensuring they are fully asleep, Zazel heads towards the bedroom door. The bedroom reeks of alcohol, the TV is turned on, and an asleep William lays across from it on the bed. She carefully shuts the door and heads over to him. The side table is decorated with so many beer bottles that Zazel couldn't even count how many there were. With disgust, she recalled how he had drunk so much at the Christmas Eve party they attended earlier, and even that was not enough for the monster she had to call her husband. She puts forward her hand, almost touching his shoulders, every inch closer to his body. Her hand shook more and more intensely. Once in contact, she lets out a soft call for him. He moves, but to her relief, he only turns around. The now muffled crying of her baby swayed her to try again. Who knew such innocent cries could lead to something so tragic? He grabs her wrist aggressively and turns around. Seeing his bloodshot eyes, Suzelle realizes he not only had been drinking, but is also high. Pressing her hand as hard as he can, he sits up. No words out of his mouth. He avoids eye contact with her. Well, the baby is crying. We need diapers. Just as the pressure on her wrist increases... Zazel realizes the mistake she had made. In a blink, William lets go of her hand and throws her against the wall. Holding her from her chin and maintaining complete eye contact with his wife, he whispers, How many times? How many times have I told you, don't disturb, wake me up? Tears start falling down her sharp face, but she chooses to remain quiet. This enrages William more. Honestly, at this point, any step she would have taken would have brought about the same result. He hits her head on the wall a couple of times. He grabs an unfinished bottle of beer and gulps it in a single breath before slamming the bottle on Zazel's head. Zazel saw William's lips moving, but she was too numb to make out what he was saying or growling, possibly. He held her by the neck and took this assault out of the room. The loud thud of the door shutting woke up Zazel's daughters. The elder sister tried to hide the little one behind her back as they both peeked through their bedroom door. The sobbing of the baby, which was now audible to William, angered him. And how did he take that anger out? On Zazel, of course. He holds her by her collars, 
standing on the edge of the stairs. He waits for a second, almost as if he was expecting an answer, but Cezelle remains silent. He throws her down the stairs. She rolls down, screaming as her daughters now head out and cry for their mommy. William looks at them with the horrifying look only Zazelle was used to. The older daughter starts shaking as she sees him head towards her. William rushed down the stairs, the daughters following him. He picked up Zazelle from the ground, who had hit her head on the railing of the stairs. The daughters closed their eyes to not see what their stepfather was doing to their mother. Still, every time either of them opened, it was different but always much worse. The older daughter closed her eyes as the screams of help out of her mother rang in her ears. The little one, confused, kept asking her sister, what is he doing to mommy? But she did not receive an answer. Suddenly, they both heard a loud shatter. Their eyes opened to the horrible sight of their mother, laying in broken pieces of glass table that she was thrown on. William swore, shifting both his hands from his mouth to the back of his head. She slowly heads towards him, expecting him to do the same to her that he did to her mother. To her surprise, William ordered them both to pick up the glass shards out of their mother. He joins them in his task. Zelle, on her last breath, raises her hand out and gently strokes the cheek of her daughter and smiles at her. Once all the glass pieces have been removed, William instructed the daughter to take her sister and go to sleep. Once both daughters were out of sight, William dragged the body to hide it in the bathtub, at least till morning. His plans take a different turn as she slips and hits her head on the toilet seat, which killed her. It was 6 a.m. now. William, fully aware of what he did, started coming up with a story to tell police and the daughters of a woman he just murdered in cold blood. The best he can come up with was that Zazelia accidentally injured herself and needed medical attention, which he told the police when he called them at 9 in the morning. When police arrived, they found blood stains around the couple's home and Zazelia's body propped up on the couch. William told police that he was defending himself and claimed that she had attacked him and bit him. Will also claimed that Zazelli died from injuries after a fall where she hit her head. His attorney told the court that Zazelli died from drunkenly tripping and falling in a glass table, shattering it. William was convicted of her murder in April. Now, this was the tragic story of Zazelle, a woman who suffered by her piece-of-shit husband. Below, I will be linking to organizations for domestic violence. Hi, I'm Nina, and I've actually known Andre for years. I am so proud to see what he and his co-hosts have created here, and honored he invited me to narrate this episode. I am also the host 
of the Twisted Mirror Podcast. The Twisted Mirror Podcast presents genre and mind-bending stories that reflect the deepest, darkest recesses of the human psyche. These tales aren't just designed to make you double-check your locks at night, but instead will have you questioning if you have already welcomed the monster through your front door. In the tradition of great horror shows like The Twilight Zone, the Twisted Mirror podcast will leave you thinking long after the final words of each story. Looking into the reflection of a warped world, just slightly different than our own, you'll begin to find the lines blurred between the world you know and its reflection in The Twisted Mirror. Mirror.